feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. There is a war on police, and we're going to talk about it on the Rita Cosby Show. I am fed up with these individuals who are attacking police, obviously physically, but also verbally. It has to stop. It has to finally, finally come to an end, and we have to say enough. And in fact, if you look at the last bit of statistics just this year alone, In 2022, there have been at least six officers killed in the line of duty across the United States. That is intolerable, guys. We cannot have that happen. And this comes after 2021 being the deadliest year for law enforcement officers in the history of this country. We cannot have that happen. We have to make sure that all of us as a society say enough. And all of us were, of course, watching the funeral last week, and we saw the widow of NYPD officer Jason Rivera when she spoke at that eulogy during his funeral. And that was so unbelievably moving. I think about her words over and over again, including when she said this. I'm sure all of our Blue family is tired, too. But I promise, we promise that your death won't be in vain. I love you to the end of time. We'll take the watch from here. And we all have a responsibility to make sure that law enforcement know that we have their back. They have our back. We got to let them know that we have their back as well. By the way, in just a few minutes here on the Rita Cosby Show, we are going to be talking to America's mayor, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, to get his take on this war on cops verbally and physically that must come to an end. And I gave so many kudos out to the slain officer's widow, Dominique, when she said this powerful line that the whole country had just resonated because she talked about the soft on crime policies of the New York DA. Of course, that DA, there's one just like him in Los Angeles and in Philadelphia. And of course, in San Francisco, there are many of them in liberal cities across the country. And she said it is time that the system must wake up and these DAs must wake up. The system continues to fail us. We are not safe anymore. Not even the members of the service. I know you were tired of these laws, especially the ones from the new DA. I hope he's watching you speak through me right now. And boy, that was chilling. I am so glad that she said those words. And we have to have more people speaking out because there are people across the country, and especially even during the funeral, I couldn't believe this. There was an actress who actually had the audacity to send out a message. And she put a viral rant, basically saying, you know what? These streets of Manhattan are closed down. 
How can I get through with traffic just because of a one blanking cop? Can you believe that? How disrespectful, how unbelievable. Whenever there is a police funeral across this country, and I hope we see less and less of them, you know, my heart just skips a beat. My heart is just like, you know, broken for the families and for their loved ones. And we have to all be thankful that there are heroes out there that put their lives on the line every day for us. And now there is this actress who, thank goodness, has been fired from her theater company after mouthing off. But I couldn't believe in the height of it all, she is complaining about street closures. And take a listen to this unbelievable rant from actress Jacqueline Guzman. Do not need to shut down most of lower Manhattan because one cop died for probably doing his job incorrectly. They kill people who are under 22 every single day for no good reason. And we don't shut down the city for them. Can you believe that? Because one one cop died probably for doing his job incorrectly. There are people who are killed under 22 every single day for no good reason. And we don't shut the city down for them. The fact that she has no comprehension and appreciation of police officers. What a spoiled brat. And I want to hear from you tonight. What are your thoughts about this war on police? How do we put this to an end? And are you shocked that there are still people out there who actually had the audacity like this woman to put this out on her social media And this is happening time and time again across America. And I'm happy to hear that as soon as it went out, there was this huge backlash. She also lost her job at the theater company. I'm happy to hear about that. I think that should have happened in five seconds, not five minutes. And also, there was just this enormous piling on of people who said, we do not support what she said. We do not agree what she said. She actually took it down soon afterwards. But the fact that she actually put it up and with some sort of half a brain thought there might be something okay with putting it up, to me, is utterly shocking. It is utterly disrespectful and, to me, absolutely audacious. And I want to hear from you as to why you think this is happening Is it the defund the police rhetoric that's happening? Is it the Black Lives Matter protests that happened after George Floyd across the country? Um, Do we need just more people to stand up? And I'm happy that this woman faced a backlash. Is the tide turning a little bit, too, that people are now saying enough? We are going to stand with those who protect us. I'm happy that there was this overwhelming flood of people who said, Who do you think you are, B or C-rated actress, that you have the audacity to go after our fine men and women? What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. I'm so happy to be with all of you. And joining us now to talk about all of this is former New York City mayor called America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, great to have you here on the show. Always a pleasure to be with you, Rita. You know, this is so disgusting, oh. Rudy, this utter disrespect for police officers. And when I see the numbers, um, you know it all too well. It is heartbreaking. It's happening around the country. What do you attribute this war on police to? Uh, I attribute it to the two-year uh, Democrat assault on the police. I mean, the Democratic Party has been assaulting the police for years now. 
think it was in it was in the 2012 um no, it was a 2016 convention that uh, Hillary Clinton didn't want any uniformed offices uh, in the convention. I mean, I, I broke that story, actually. Uh, I was there to disrupt the convention. <laughs> the Republicans sent me to be interviewed. I used to go all the time. I'd be interviewed the day of the acceptance speech. Uh, I was there the d- day they were building the, the, the big uh, Roman statues and Roman uh, uh, proscenium for, uh, for Obama. So I was there before Hillary was going to give her speech, and one of the detectives came up to me from Philadelphia and said, did you notice last night there wasn't a uniform on the floor of the convention? I said, not really. He said, let's go take a look. He said, we were told we could not show up in uniform because Hillary doesn't want to be embarrassed with the uniform. Wow. This, this, this is the way they are. They don't like to, when, when, when I was mayor, she didn't want uniformed police officers around her. Basically told her to go to hell, but I mean, then, you know, guard yourself, Hillary. You know what's amazing, though, and everybody we're talking to, America's mayor, They Rudy hate the Giuliani. police. You know, Rudy, when you hear that, though, I think of people like Cori Bush, you know, of course. Yeah, but you it's know, not I- just Cori Bush. It's Joe Biden. Uh, police officers are systemically racist. Quote. Now, what does that mean? That means every police officer is a racist. But then he must really do Every American's a racist as far as he's concerned. And and look at what the, look what the NFL picks just this time. You just pointed out. The statistics that six cops have already died this year, record number of cops killed last year, and this complete suck-up who runs the NFL, who's already taken a knee, and who knows what else he's done, he's going to have Snoop Doggy Dog be the number one guest at the Super Bowl. And Snoop Doggy Dog has sung probably the worst song ever sung, encouraging murdering police officers. It's shameful. It it's is called absolutely police. right. It's, it's called it's, it's called shameful. police, and he tells he tells young people, he tells young people, and starts shooting those b s mother effing police. That'll impress a mother effing n like me. Start shooting these mother effing police. That'll impress a mother effing n like me. And Goodell is going to have this guy sing to 90 million people at the Super Bowl in an event that's supposed to represent the United States of America. What are cops supposed to think? That the NFL wants them dead? I mean, the NFL gives Black Lives Matter money. Black Lives Matter stands for the killing of police officers. Every place they go, they exhort people to kill police officers. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, which is endlessly chanted at all of their rallies that turn into protests, that turn into deadly riots, because they're a, they're a bunch of communists. Every single one of them encourages the murder of police officers, and our NFL gives them money. So does Coke and Pepsi, and we buy their damn products. I don't think anybody should watch the Super Bowl if Snoopy Doggy Doggy is going to be part of it. No, great line. By the way, um, Rudy, do me a favor. Stay with us. We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to continue with you. We are going to continue with America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. And Rudy, I agree with you. I First of all, I cannot believe that Snoop Dogg, with his unbelievable rhetoric of all times right now, given the amount of crime we're seeing across the country, given the amount of these attacks 
and in fact, unprovoked attacks against police officers. My goodness, you think about the two NYPD officers who are responding just to a domestic incident and the guy opens fire on them and continues to shoot them while they are down. Obviously, also in Houston, you think about the constable who was shot there. It was a routine traffic stop. It turned out to be an illegal alien where there was an arrest warrant for him for murder in his home country of El Salvador and an assault warrant out for him also in the United States. What was he roaming free? All of these repeat offenders. And in this climate, just like you said, of all things, they pick Snoop Dogg with his rhetoric Of all times where there is such a sensitivity in this country, it is outrageous. This war on police has to stop. We're going to continue, everybody, with America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani and also your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. And we are continuing now on the Rita Cosby Show as a number of Republicans are pushing for legislation that would impose mandatory life without parole prison sentences for first or second degree murder of police officers or other first responders. I say that that should be the minimum that happens to them if they take the life of a police officer or another first responder. And this comes on the heels of 346 cops shot last year alone. That's a staggering number. And crime escalating in 15 cities, 15 major cities across our country. This is a time where we need to support our police, and this anti-police rhetoric has to stop. And we're continuing now with America's mayor. He's also the host of a podcast called Rudy'sCommonSense.com. Uh, America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. And Rudy, what do you make of the fact of this revolving door for people who commit crimes? You know better than anybody, but the recidivism of violent crimes is so high. And typically um, it's about they, it's within five years. It's almost like 50 to 60 percent of them at least are recidivists if they commit a violent crime. You're going to see them back five years. Why are we slapping them on the wrist? That widow was exactly right at the funeral where she said, <laughs> Throw the books at them. This needs to change. Because we are governed by extremely weak leaders who are uh, bowing to the worst elements in the black community because they are afraid they're going to be called racist. In fact, they are racist. Goodell is a racist. Uh, He thinks he's not, but he is. I'm not a racist because I will treat a black man the same way I'll treat a white man. I'll judge him by the content of his character not the color of his skin. Uh, Goodell can't possibly think that Snoop Doggy Dog is a decent person. The guy's been arrested, he's shot people, and now he's singing songs to kill police officers. Why does he do it? Because he sucks up. Because he's a weakling. Why won't Adams call out uh, Alvin Bragg? Because he's afraid. He's a weakling. And we are, we, are, we are governed by people. Goodell, who wants to keep his $63 million salary, Adams, who's a politician and wants to get further, so he's not going to go too far with the base of his party. We don't have too many leaders, so we have to start leading. And I, I really wish people would listen to the podcast I did today because I have, a, I have all of these people on, all of these people who have 
made this possible for this now to be a hunting season on police officers. The people who had Black Lives Matter flags. I haven't been to a baseball game since they had Black Lives Matter flags at Yankee Stadium two years ago. And I love baseball. Sorry, I, I, I love my country more. I am not going to help support an organization that spends every waking hour planning to p- kill police officers. And you know, Rudy Giuliani, too, the other thing is we do Nazi leaders condemning that. You know, you talked about this horrible rhetoric of the pigs in a blanket, um, fry them like bacon, the rhetoric that was coming from Black Lives Matter well, they, and the yeah, protests. And they bow to them. They, yes, bow, they literally they never... bow down. The president of the United States has bowed down to, to, to it. Yeah, it creates such a dangerous cycle. If, if they're afraid to stand up to them, then, you know, they can't contain them. And you have to it's send a message. It's very frightening. I mean, look, this is look, not acceptable. Look at this guy, uh, Terrell Harper. I, I have him on the podcast today. Terrell Harper is encouraging people to attack the funeral of Officer Mora. Yes, I saw that. Now, now, now that, you know, look, he's, they can watch him and make sure he doesn't do it. But that's very, very dangerous with the sick minds we have running around any city. To have this guy encouraging them, he said he had a wet dream to F up the funeral. I bro. saw that. I, I saw mean, that. The, the language of these animals is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Hey, Rudy, we have a hard break, but I just want to say Who thank you. Who the heck you. are these people? Where and, do they come from? Well, the good news is that good people are speaking out and good folks like you, Rudy Giuliani. Thank you for all you do to keep America safe. We love you. And again, check out Rudy's podcast, Rudy's commonsense.com. Rudy Giuliani, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Great to have you here. And when we come back, everybody, we're going to take your calls. What do you make of these people who feel emboldened to speak out? It is time to shut them down. You are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby is on. Show presents Back the Blue. And in our segment tonight, which we love, called Back the Blue, a big shout out to the Dallas Police Department after two women came forward about being forced into prostitution. Dallas police arrested two human trafficking suspects during a raid just a few days ago. Five women were found in an apartment complex in far north Dallas. One more woman came forward afterwards. Police said that the two women, who were both 38 years old, each faced charges of compelling prostitution and two charges of trafficking a person. Now, one of the women is under a $100,000 bond for the charges. She's also an undocumented immigrant and has a hold from ICE, according to jail records. Now, police investigated the human trafficking ring because two victims were brave enough to come forward and the police commander said that the women were lured into human trafficking through social media while looking for work. Officers said that the operation was the result of a month-long investigation on their part and police also executed search warrants at two other locations and bravo to the great men and women there who were able to make this very very important bust. Well, I am such an enormous supporter of the police department, and I hate when I see any of this anti-police rhetoric. And it's shocking, especially on the heels of what was an incredibly emotional week last week for the whole country. There were a number of police officers who lost their lives. And in New York City, for example, on Fifth Avenue, there were 
thousands upon thousands of men and women in blue who lined Fifth Avenue in front of St. Patrick's Cathedral. And who could forget the very gripping words from the widow of slain NYPD officer Jason Rivera. This is part of what she said. You know, it's hard being a cop wife sometimes. It's hard being patient when plans were canceled or we would go days without seeing each other or when you had to write a report that would take forever because you had to vouch for so many things. So you did OT. Or when you had a bad day at work because an EDB drove you nuts. But you always reminded me that it was going to be all right. We were going to get through it. It is hard being a family member of a police officer across this country, especially now more than ever that attacks have been escalating by more than triple digits. And indeed, six officers killed just in 2022. I mean, that is a staggering number, everybody, and record number, sadly. And in 2021, 346 officers were shot just last year alone, making it the deadliest year for law enforcement in American history. And that breaks my heart. I have such respect for the men and women in blue. And what is so disgusting is that there are still individuals who still feel like it's okay to put on social media these distasteful Horrible comments. We were just talking with Rudy Giuliani about some of the comments that he has seen. And one of the things recently was an actress that during the middle of NYPD detective Jason Rivera's funeral, she actually put on social media and you could see her. She's panning to the streets, being closed off and complaining about the streets, saying we do not need to shut down most of lower Manhattan because one cop died for probably doing his job incorrectly. Are you kidding me? There was such an outpouring against this woman. And I am so glad that there was an enormous backlash. She was fired from her production company. I hope she never works again. Take a listen to this horrible, horrible rant that she said. This is actress Jacqueline Guzman. Do not need to shut down most of lower Manhattan because one cop died for probably doing his job incorrectly. They kill people who are under 22 every single day for no good reason, and we don't shut down the city for them. Unbelievable. You don't shut down the city for them. How disrespectful and so out of touch. And it's that kind of rhetoric where you just feel like shaking somebody and saying, do you understand that our law enforcement are out there protecting us, that they're working unbelievable hours, sacrificing, as you just heard, with their family, putting their lives in the line, not knowing if a routine call, whether it's a traffic stop or a domestic stop or whatever it is, could be their last. And that's the appreciation you give. It is unbelievable. But I'm glad that there was an enormous outcry. And then there was another incident of a teacher who came out And he said, this is amazing. He puts a caption and says, 530 20, you know, May 30th, 2020, NYPD SUV drives into crowd of protesters. Ideal conditions for reciprocity, showing a big shot of all these law enforcement officers, an overhead shot of officers flooding Fifth Avenue for the funeral that took place last week. And he was referring to an incident when NYPD vehicles drove through a group of Brooklyn protesters in the wake of George Floyd's death in 2020. They were there responding to, obviously, all the protests and everything else. 
And they were saying, what, somebody's supposed to come back and drive through the crowd of officers? How is that supposed to be respectful? That is completely disgusting and utterly shameful. And I'm happy that many police unions spoke out against this teacher. Take a listen to one of them. No, he may be an educator, but he's not smart enough to fool every other person in society. It was clear what he was saying because he posted reference uh, another date in which there was an incident with NYPD when a vehicle was under attack by uh, an unruly mob. So he could try and backpedal and get out of what he said. But again, anti-law enforcement sentiment and and statements does not. Uh, It does not surprise me when you have city council members still referring to the NYPD as the largest gang in New York. It's 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 uh, it's absurd and it's demoralizing to the men and women who are willing to risk their lives every day. And by the way, there was a councilwoman who said, yeah, the NYPD is one of the biggest gangs. And then she chimed in after the funeral. Oh, my heart breaks, not just for the law enforcement, but for the killer's family, too. To put the killer's family in line with the officers is just completely disrespectful. And this is what Kaylee McEnany, the former White House press secretary, had to say about the current situation against law enforcement in America. There is a war on cops in this country, a war. And I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying that with facts to back it up. When you look in the last seven days, the last seven days, we have had 13 officers shot, not all of them killed, but shot 13 of them. That is roughly an officer being shot every 12 hours across this country. So I'm done with defund the police. I'm done with Alvin Bragg. I'm done with these liberal DAs. We need to stand up and we need to support these officers because I don't want another widow like Dominique Rivera to lose her husband and have to give another eulogy like that. It is an absolute disgrace. And we've got to speak loudly against this ideology, this toxic ideology that has taken over the national discourse. Yeah, we absolutely do. And I'm happy that some of these people who have the audacity to put things on social media and say things that they're getting shouted down. Is that a sign that maybe we have reached the boiling point? Sad it had to get to this point. But maybe this is a turning point. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Michael in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Michael, your thoughts about all this? Uh, yeah, uh, thank you very much, Rita. Rita, I was listening to Rudy, and, uh, you know, he's a smart man. I'm uh, very disappointed that he didn't break down the statistics to back up what he said. It was correct that what he said, that uh, Joe Biden is uh, responsible for uh, all of this police killing, but here are the statistics. 8,300, 8,300 people a month are dying from fentanyl because Joe Biden invited them in, the dealers in, guaranteed them that they would be given plane rides in the middle of the night that no law enforcement would be able to follow and trace. And... They are now killing 8,300 people a month, most of them blacks, and a lot of those blacks are the relatives of the victims, and no matter how much uh, Judy Giuliani says, uh, Rudy Giuliani, I'm sorry, 
no matter how much Rudy says, no matter how much Rita says, they've lost their loved ones. They know that there are hundreds in their neighborhoods that they have lost. They know the names of these people. So when you come on night after night talking about six police officers a month, you look like black lives don't matter in your mind. No, you know what, Michael, that's by the way, I'm glad you brought up the border, too, because one of the things that Rudy was referring to um, and and obviously I disagree because we I care about everybody. But and I know Rudy does, too. Um, but to your point, that open border is a problem in so many ways, as you just talked about. I mean, the amount of fentanyl that is coming through that border that is absolutely deadly. Um, and in fact, they seized enough. And I know you know the numbers, obviously, Michael, but they seized enough fentanyl uh, last year to kill. Basically, uh, you know, it was 22 million people. I mean, it was stunning when you look at the numbers. Um, and that was just within a few months period. I mean, it is an unbelievable amount and how deadly and toxic it is coming from China, coming through Mexico, coming through that border. What Rudy was also, but, but hang on one second, Mike, what Rudy was also talking about, though, was also crime, was black on black crime um, and some of the problems that are happening in the inner cities, uh, because that is so key. Because, you know, it's interesting, Michael, if you go to some of these inner cities and you ask the people in the community, they will tell you, we want police. You know, the good people in there want police. You know, uh, police officers, uh, they realize, are ha- helping them, are saving them, are saving their loved ones, just as you said. Because So I think, you know, I think I really don't see crime as a black and white issue. I see it as a, a safety or non-safety issue. Go ahead, Michael. Well, but Rita, you're, you're playing the police officer's wife night after night. You're not playing any of the relatives of these thousands that are dying every month. Oh, you're yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely. So what do you think? What do you think, Michael? You tell me. Well, you, you've got to get them on your show so that they can learn how to get organized because you're not helping them to get Biden in prison to get the death penalty reinstated for treason, which this man is guilty of. Michael, and wow, so Michael, should... Michael, you are going really hardcore here. But but I do, I hear what you're saying on the border because you make a very powerful point that they are absolutely, especially the border agents that are down there, and like you said, the many, many victims of whether it's fentanyl or whether it's also repeat offenders, too, because that's what's also happening across the border as well. I was talking about the case of a guy who was a repeat offender who just committed a murder right there in Houston. And so, you know, there's an enormous amount of crime. But that's a great point. We should hear from some of those folks who sadly have lost loved ones. And unfortunately, there are way too many. But you're absolutely right. It's important to hear their voice and for them to be able to speak firsthand about the situation. Um, and I think a lot of people do feel it has been a dereliction of duty by this president at the border. And you said it very, very well. Thank you, Michael, very much. Let's go to Al in New Jersey. Al, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Go ahead, Al. Hey, hi, Rita. First, my hat's off to gutsy Americans like you, Rudy Giuliani, and WABC's fine owner, John, and his wife, Margot. Because you're true Americans. Thank you. And obviously you are too. And I feel like we have the best listeners in the world, Al, who who love law enforcement and appreciate them and want to see less victims too across the country, you know? 
You know, I'm I'm a, an 82-year-old veteran, Rita, who's proud to have served in the uniform both of our country as a U.S. Army officer in Berlin and as a military policeman in Berlin Brigade in Germany in thank 6263. Well, thank but you for your service, Al. Thank you. Oh, my, my pleasure doing it. It's a great country, and my feeling about it is it's got to be a greater country. I feel that Um, maybe they have the idea right in Israel, that uh, in Israel, uh, if it's still, uh, in fact, what's going on there, but as I knew it, uh, the deal was that um, young men and women had to give uh, two years of their life in the Israeli army. And I knew... uh, General Moshe Dayan, I knew his great daughter, Gail Dayan, who served in the Israeli army and became a member of the Knesset. And uh, I think the U.S. Army is a great experience. It welcomes people of all color, but also teaches people about what this great country is all about. Uh, you know, uh, Al, by the way, I ag- I agree with your point. Um, thank you for the call, because that is a great point. And, and by the way, in Israel, they do continue to do that. Um, you have to do the compulsory time of military service. If you're not able to, you have to do like an equivalent of civil service. And I think you hit it on the head because then young people, men and women, feel a sense of connection to protect the country. They understand sacrifice. They understand something bigger than themselves. And they understand how important it is to defend their country and the values and, and the wonderful ones that obviously you learned and so many of our other great listeners did. Um, but, Al, that's a great point. I wish that more people would do that. You guys all know my father was a prisoner of war, saved by American troops. And, and I love this country. And if young people could understand how great this country is and it's the best in the world and to honor our veterans and our law enforcement, we'd be a much better place. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And sometimes I just want to scream. You are listening to the Rita Cosby show because I can't believe that this actress actually was complaining about the streets being shut down last week in New York City. Remember when we saw those scenes of thousands upon thousands of officers that came out across the country to pay their respects during the funeral for slain NYPD detective Jason Rivera. There's going to be another one, by the way, this week for his partner, Wilbert Mora. And this bratty actress went on social media and said, why are the streets shut down for one cop who died for probably doing his job incorrectly? Unbelievable. And I'm glad that she lost her job. I'm glad she was fired. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jennifer in Boston. Jen, your thoughts? Hi, Rita. Um, First of all, to your previous caller, Al, what a remarkable man. Um, talk about a, a life well lived. And I, Absolutely. I just commend him for his service and thank him. And um, I think he was spot on. Uh, people in this country, Rita, have no idea of sacrifice anymore. We've become a fat, lazy society, literally and figuratively. 
And um, no one knows anything anymore except what they want. Uh, it's not even what they need, Rita. It's all about what they want. And we have politicians that are willing to sell out this country so they can stay in office, power and privilege, uh, and the money that comes with it, most importantly. And they, they will racially divide this nation. They will do whatever they have to do. And it's disgusting. And two more quick points. Anyone that would watch the Super Bowl or the NFL, when um, I don't care if they've you know gone gone away from some of the Black Lives Matter stuff. Like Rudy said, if they have Snoop Dogg singing, anybody that calls themselves an American or says they support the police and that will for five minutes watch the NFL, I say shame on you and check yourself because you don't really believe in what you say you believe if you're going to uh, continue to you know fund the uh, NFL. Or, um, or you know what? Or, or go out for uh, for a drink or something during halftime. You know, turn it off. Click, click. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's another way. Well to, me, well, to me, it's the NFL in general. Like, like Rudy said, Roger Goodell is a scoundrel. And um, last but not least, speaking of Rudy, I just want to commend him. The country needs more men like Rudy Giuliani who aren't about self. They, they're willing to take the slings and arrows that are thrown their way for the greater good, for the good of, of their community, local, and the greater good of the country. And and for these politicians that, like uh, Charles Barkley said, they will divide us so that for their own power. And people don't see they're being played as pawns, and, and it really is heartbreaking because our country is suffering more every day with this, the moral decay, the racial divisiveness. It's really a very sad thing. But again, shout out to Al. You sound like a wonderful man, and I wish I could know you. Oh, me too. You. Me too. And how? And I'm glad that we kind of get to know him a little bit, at least by calling in. And I hope he calls in back again. Um, Jen, thank you. Those were great, great points. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. I'm so glad that so many of you are patriots, that you love this country, that you love our veterans like Al, and that you love our great men and women in blue who are there to protect all of us. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in our segment tonight, which we love, called Back the Blue, a big shout out to the Dallas Police Department. After two women came forward about being forced into prostitution, Dallas police arrested two human trafficking suspects during a raid just a few days ago. Five women were found in an apartment complex in far north Dallas. One more woman came forward afterwards. Police said that the two women, who were both 38 years old, each faced charges of compelling prostitution and two charges of trafficking a person. Now, one of the women is under a $100,000 bond for the charges. She's also an undocumented immigrant and has a hold from ICE, according to jail records. Now, police investigated the human trafficking ring because two victims were brave enough to come forward. And the police commander said that the women were lured into human trafficking through social media while looking for work. Officers said that the operation was the result of a month-long investigation on their part, and police also executed search warrants at two other locations. And bravo to the great men and women there who were able to make this very, very important bust. Well, I am such an enormous supporter of the police department, and I hate 
when I see any of this anti-police rhetoric. And it's shocking, especially on the heels of what was an incredibly emotional week last week for the whole country. There were a number of police officers who lost their lives. And in New York City, for example, on Fifth Avenue, there were thousands upon thousands of men and women in blue who lined Fifth Avenue in front of St. Patrick's Cathedral. And who could forget the very gripping words from the widow of slain NYPD officer Jason Rivera. This is part of what she said. You know, it's hard being a cop wife sometimes. It's hard being patient when plans were canceled or we would go days without seeing each other or when you had to write a report that would take forever because you had to vouch for so many things. So you did OT. Or when you had a bad day at work because an EDB drove you nuts. But you always reminded me that it was going to be all right. We were going to get through it. It is hard being a family member of a police officer across this country, especially now more than ever that attacks have been escalating by more than triple digits. And indeed, six officers killed just in 2022. I mean, that is a staggering number, everybody, and record number, sadly. And in 2021, 346 officers were shot just last year alone, making it the deadliest year for law enforcement in American history. And that breaks my heart. I have such respect for the men and women in blue. And what is so disgusting is that there are still individuals who still feel like it's okay to put on social media these distasteful Horrible comments. We were just talking with Rudy Giuliani about some of the comments that he has seen. And one of the things recently was an actress that during the middle of NYPD detective Jason Rivera's funeral, she actually put on social media and you could see her. She's panning to the streets, being closed off and complaining about the streets, saying we do not need to shut down most of lower Manhattan because one cop died for probably doing his job incorrectly. Are you kidding me? There was such an outpouring against this woman. And I am so glad that there was an enormous backlash. She was fired from her production company. I hope she never works again. Take a listen to this horrible, horrible rant that she said. This is actress Jacqueline Guzman. Do not need to shut down most of lower Manhattan because one cop died for probably doing his job incorrectly. They kill people who are under 22 every single day for no good reason, and we don't shut down the city for them. Unbelievable. You don't shut down the city for them. How disrespectful and so out of touch. And it's that kind of rhetoric where you just feel like shaking somebody and saying, do you understand? that our law enforcement are out there protecting us, that they're working unbelievable hours, sacrificing, as you just heard, with their family, putting their lives in the line, not knowing if a routine call, whether it's a traffic stop or a domestic stop or whatever it is, could be their last. And that's the appreciation you give. It is unbelievable. But I'm glad that there was an enormous outcry. And then there was another incident of a teacher who came out And he said, this is amazing. He puts a caption and says, 530 20, you know, May 30th, 2020, NYPD SUV drives into crowd of protesters. Ideal conditions for reciprocity, showing a big shot of all these law enforcement officers, an overhead shot of officers flooding Fifth Avenue 
for the funeral that took place last week. And he was referring to an incident when NYPD vehicles drove through a group of Brooklyn protesters in the wake of George Floyd's death in 2020. They were there responding to, obviously, all the protests and everything else. And they were saying, what, somebody's supposed to come back and drive through the crowd of officers? How is that supposed to be respectful? That is completely disgusting and utterly shameful. And I'm happy that many police unions spoke out against this teacher. Take a listen to one of them. No, he may be an educator, but he's not smart enough to fool every other person in society. It was clear what he was saying because he posted reference uh, another date in which there was an incident with NYPD when a vehicle was under attack by uh, an unruly mob. So he could try and backpedal and get out of what he said. But again, anti-law enforcement sentiment and and statements does not. Uh, It does not surprise me when you have city council members still referring to the NYPD as the largest gang in New York. It's 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 uh, it's absurd and it's demoralizing to the men and women who are willing to risk their lives every day. And by the way, there was a councilwoman who said, yeah, the NYPD is one of the biggest gangs. And then she chimed in after the funeral. Oh, my heart breaks, not just for the law enforcement, but for the killer's family, too, to put the killer's family in line with the officers is just completely disrespectful. And this is what Kaylee McEnany, the former White House press secretary, had to say about the current situation against law enforcement in America. There is a war on cops in this country, a war. And I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying that with facts to back it up. When you look in the last seven days, the last seven days, we have had 13 officers shot, not all of them killed, but shot 13 of them. That is roughly an officer being shot every 12 hours across this country. So I'm done with defund the police. I'm done with Alvin Bragg. I'm done with these liberal DAs. We need to stand up and we need to support these officers because I don't want another widow like Dominique Rivera to lose her husband and have to give another eulogy like that. It is an absolute disgrace. And we've got to speak loudly against this ideology, this toxic ideology that has taken over the national discourse. Yeah, we absolutely do. And I'm happy that some of these people who have the audacity to put things on social media and say things that they're getting shouted down. Is that a sign that maybe we have reached the boiling point? Sad it had to get to this point. But maybe this is a turning point. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Michael in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Michael, your thoughts about all this? Uh, yeah, uh, thank you very much, Rita. Rita, I was listening to Rudy, and, uh, you know, he's a smart man. I'm uh, very disappointed that he didn't break down the statistics to back up what he said. It was correct that what he said, that uh, Joe Biden is uh, responsible for uh, all of this police killing, but here are the statistics. 8,300, 8,300 people a month are dying from fentanyl because Joe Biden invited them in, the dealers in, guaranteed them that they would be given plane rides in the middle of the night that no law enforcement would be able to follow and trace. And... They are now killing 8,300 people a month 
most of them blacks, and a lot of those blacks are the relatives of the victims. And no matter how much Julie, uh, Judy Giuliani says, uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani, I'm sorry, no matter how much Rudy says, no matter how much Rita says, they've lost their loved ones. They know that there are hundreds in their neighborhoods that they have lost. They know the names of these people. So when you come on night after night talking about six police officers a month, you look like black lives don't matter in your mind. No, you know what, Michael, that's by the way, I'm glad you brought up the border, too, because one of the things that Rudy was referring to um, and and obviously I disagree because we I care about everybody, but and I know Rudy does, too. Um, but to your point, that open border is and a problem in so many ways, as you just talked about. I mean, the amount of fentanyl that is coming through that border that is absolutely deadly. Um, and in fact, they seized enough. And I know you know the numbers, obviously, Michael, but they seized enough fentanyl uh, last year to kill. Basically, uh, you know, it was 22 million people. I mean, it was stunning when you look at the numbers. Um, and that was just within a few months period. I mean, it is an unbelievable amount and how deadly and toxic it is coming from China, coming through Mexico, coming through that border. What Rudy was also, but, but hang on one second, Mike, what Rudy was also talking about, though, was also crime, was black on black crime um, and some of the problems that are happening in the inner cities, uh, because that is so key. Because, you know, it's interesting, Michael, if you go to some of these inner cities and you ask the people in the community, they will tell you, we want police. You know, the good people in there want police. You know, uh, police officers, uh, they realize, are ha- helping them, are saving them, are saving their loved ones, just as you said. Because So I think, you know, I think I really don't see crime as a black and white issue. I see it as a, a safety or non-safety issue. Go ahead, Michael. Well, but Rita, you're, you're playing the police officer's wife night after night. You're not playing any of the relatives of these thousands that are dying every month. Oh, you're yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely. So what do you think? What do you think, Michael? You tell me. Well, you, you've got to get them on your show so that they can learn how to get organized because you're not helping them to get Biden in prison to get the death penalty reinstated for treason, which this man is guilty of. Michael, and wow, so Michael, should... Michael, you are going really hardcore here. But but I do, I hear what you're saying on the border because you make a very powerful point that they are absolutely, especially the border agents that are down there, and like you said, the many, many victims of whether it's fentanyl or whether it's also repeat offenders, too, because that's what's also happening across the border as well. I was talking about the case of a guy who was a repeat offender who just committed a murder right there in Houston. And so, you know, there's an enormous amount of crime. But that's a great point. We should hear from some of those folks who sadly have lost loved ones. And unfortunately, there are way too many. But you're absolutely right. It's important to hear their voice and for them to be able to speak firsthand about the situation. Um, and I think a lot of people do feel it has been a dereliction of duty by this president at the border. And you said it very, very well. Thank you, Michael, very much. Let's go to Al in New Jersey. Al, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Go ahead, Al. Hey, hi, Rita. <clears throat> First, my hat's off to gutsy Americans like you 
Rudy Giuliani and WABC's fine owner, John, and his wife, Margot, because you're true Americans. Thank you. And obviously you are, too. And I feel like we have the best listeners in the world, Al, who, who love law enforcement and appreciate them and want to see less victims, too, across the country, you know? You know, I'm, I'm a, an 82-year-old veteran, Rita, who's proud to have served in the uniform both of our country as a U.S. Army officer in Berlin and as a military policeman in Berlin Brigade in Germany in thank 6263. Well, thank but you for your service, Al. Thank you. Oh, my, my pleasure doing it. It's a great country, and my feeling about it is it's got to be a greater country. I feel that um, maybe they have the idea right in Israel, that uh, in Israel— uh, if it's still, uh, in fact, what's going on there. But as I knew it, uh, the deal was that um, young men and women had to give uh, a, two years of their life in the Israeli army. And I knew uh, General Moshe Dayan. I knew his great daughter, Gail Dayan, who served in the Israeli army and became a member of the Knesset. And... Uh, I think the U.S. Army is a great experience. It welcomes people of all color, but also teaches people about what this great country is all about. Uh, you know, uh, Al, by the way, I, ag- I agree with your point. Um, thank you for the call, because that is a great point. And, and by the way, in Israel, they do continue to do that. Um, you have to do the compulsory time of military service. If you're not able to, you have to do like an equivalent of civil service. And I think... You hit it on the head because then young people, men and women, feel a sense of connection to protect the country. They understand sacrifice. They understand something bigger than themselves. And they understand how important it is to defend their country and the values and, and the wonderful ones that obviously you learned and so many of our other great listeners did. Um, but, Al, that's a great point. I wish that more people would do that. You guys all know my father was a prisoner of war, saved by American troops. And, and I love this country. And if young people could understand how great this country is and it's the best in the world and to honor our veterans and our law enforcement, we'd be a much better place. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And sometimes I just want to scream. You are listening to the Rita Cosby show because I can't believe that this actress actually was complaining about the streets being shut down last week in New York City. Remember when we saw those scenes of thousands upon thousands of officers that came out across the country to pay their respects during the funeral for slain NYPD detective Jason Rivera. There's going to be another one, by the way, this week for his partner, Wilbert Mora. And this bratty actress went on social media and said, why are the streets shut down for one cop who died for probably doing his job incorrectly? Unbelievable. And I'm glad that she lost her job. I'm glad she was fired. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jennifer in Boston. Jen, your thoughts? Hi, Rita. Um, First of all, to your previous caller, Al, 
what a remarkable man. Um, talk about a, a life well lived. And I, Absolutely. I commend him for his service and thank him. And um, I think he was spot on. Uh, people in this country, Rita, have no idea of sacrifice anymore. We've become a fat, lazy society, literally and figuratively. And um, no one knows anything anymore except what they want. Uh, it's not even what they need, Rita. It's all about what they want. And we have politicians that are willing to sell out this country so they can stay in office, power and privilege, uh, and the money that comes with it, most importantly. And they, they will racially divide this nation. They will do whatever they have to do. And it's disgusting. And two more quick points. Anyone that would watch the Super Bowl or the NFL, when um, I don't care if they've you know gone, gone away from some of the Black Lives Matter stuff. Like Rudy said, if they have Snoop Dogg singing, anybody that calls themselves an American or says they support the police and that will for five minutes watch the NFL, I say shame on you and check yourself because you don't really believe in what you say you believe if you're going to uh, continue to you know fund the uh, NFL. Or, um, or you know what? Or, or go out for uh, for a drink or something during halftime. You know, turn it off. Click, click. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's another way. Well to, me, well, to me, it's the NFL in general. Like, like Rudy said, Roger Goodell is a scoundrel. And um, last but not least, speaking of Rudy, I just want to commend him. The country needs more men like Rudy Giuliani who aren't about self. They're willing to take the slings and arrows that are thrown their way for the greater good, for the good of, of their community, local, and the greater good of the country. And and for these politicians that, like uh, Charles Barkley said, they will divide us so that for their own power. And people don't see they're being played as pawns, and, and it really is heartbreaking because our country is suffering more every day with this, the moral decay, the racial divisiveness. It's really a very sad thing. But again, shout out to Al. You sound like a wonderful man, and I wish I could know you. Oh, me too. You. Me too. And how? And I'm glad that we kind of get to know him a little bit, at least by calling in. And I hope he calls in back again. Um, Jen, thank you. Those were great, great points. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. I'm so glad that so many of you are patriots, that you love this country, that you love our veterans like Al, and that you love our great men and women in blue who are there to protect all of us. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Twelve major U.S. cities hitting an all-time high in terms of homicide rates last year. Major cities seeing crime and seeing really brazen attacks. And it's been happening all over the country. I mean, you look at even in the last few weeks, that attack at the furniture store in Los Angeles. You see what's happened with the cops in Houston you see it all over the country, and this is a major, major issue. And you see it when you go outside. You know, I have friends across the country, and they all tell me that they have just seen a deterioration, and particularly in a lot of the big, big cities where they just don't feel safe going out. You know, they tell their kids to be careful. They're worried about their kids going to school. They're worried about crossing the street. They're worried about going to the store. And you see so many of these smash-and-grab crimes. You're just seeing... Just, you know, petty crimes, too. And then you're seeing some really serious, violent crimes. 
not just against citizens, but also law enforcement and criminals are getting more and more brazen. And so much of this I attribute to these soft on crime DAs across the country that are getting funded by none other than George Soros. And he is funneling millions upon millions of dollars for these DAs who are soft on crime, who basically allow the revolving door of recidivism. And that revolving door is a big one. By the way, three-fourths of those arrested for violent offenses are typically rearrested within five years after release, often within one year. So that's why it's important to stop that process when you can. And yet today, we saw President Joe Biden, he was meeting with governors from across the country, and you would think, okay, gosh, crime would be one of the big issues. In fact, if you look at some of the polls, in the latest polls, some of the biggest numbers of concerns for everyday Americans, like all of us, basically is inflation and crime. It's almost right up there. They're not thinking, okay, I'm worried about climate change. I'm not thinking about voting reform. I'm not thinking about this. I'm thinking about Am I going to be safe when I take my kid to school or when I go shopping or when I, you know, go to the gas station, when I cross the street? I mean, there are so many of these quality of life issues that are deteriorating and crime is skyrocketing and the brutalness and, again, the brazenness of many of these repeat offenders. And so today, here is the president. He's meeting with all of these governors And I thought, oh, gosh, okay, he's going to maybe start talking about crime. It seems long delayed, but maybe he'll finally get to it. No, the focus primarily, he spent about maybe five seconds talking with them about crime. The other, you know, hours upon hours was about COVID and infrastructure. And listen, those two are important issues. But you know what? What about crime? What about these skyrocketing numbers? It's like they want us to think that It doesn't exist in America, and the numbers do not lie. And this is what Judge Jeanine Pirro has to say as to why this administration has been pretty silent up until just a little bit of chirps lately. They seem to be coming around, and could it be because midterms are right around the corner? Take a listen. Well, I, you know, she wants to know why I'm talking about the consequences of soft on crime. Well, I'm talking about the consequences of the Democrat, liberal, progressive, leftist, soft on crime, criminal loving, victim hating group that has made a decision that no bail, no jail, and that criminals are, are, that should be privileged and that social justice and rogue prosecutors should not be a part of the criminal justice system. Jenna, you so locked up in your ivory tower that you have no idea what Americans really care about and what they're concerned about. And she is talking about Jen Psaki, who is the White House press secretary, who I couldn't believe this. First of all, there's the news conference that happened recently, of course, with President Biden. Where was the press asking him about crime? There was not a single question given to him about the state of crime in America. That was shocking, too. The press, the liberal media, should be asking that question. Apparently, Peter Ducey was planning to ask that question, but then remember, that was the one where they didn't call on him, not the one where he was called a stupid SOB. It was a different one. But that one, that big one before, he said he was planning to ask that, but the president wasn't coming to him, you know, at that one. And yet, where is the rest of the media? Where is the White House talking about it? And what Judge Jeanine Pirro is talking about is that Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, over the weekend was on sort of this kind of fringe podcast, 
and was mocking Fox News for talking about crime. Is there anything funny about talking about crime? Am I missing the joke here? Because to me, there is nothing funny about these staggering statistics and the sense of unsafety that so many of us feel across the country. But yet to Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, she seems to think it's a laughing matter. Take a listen. If you look at Fox on a daily basis, I mean, do you remember the four boxes that you had that we had on all the TVs, right? Which mm-hmm. is on my TV right now. So right now, just to give you a sense, so CNN, Pentagon, as many as 8,500 U.S. troops on heightened alert. Okay, true. Same on MSNBC. CNBC is doing their own thing about the market. And then on Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what, what does that even mean? Right. Um, so there's an alternate universe on some uh, coverage. What's scary about it is a lot of people watch that. Wow. Is there something funny about soft on crime DAs who I think bear an enormous responsibility for letting repeat offenders out? I mean, the list goes on and on and on of some of the most brutal attacks that have happened around America in the last few weeks. And 99 percent of them are repeat offenders who, if you look at their rap sheet, it's a mile long and they never should have been out on bail to begin with. And it's because of these soft on crime policies where they have allowed them to get out on no cash bail or next to no cash bail. And yet, for some reason, the White House thinks there's something funny about it. I think it is outrageous to hear this White House laughing. Oh, I can't believe they're talking about crime. Maybe you should be talking about crime. Maybe you should be caring about crime. Well, Jackie Heinrich, who is the White House press reporter, she was basically asked today to go in and ask, of course, Jen Psaki to get a refresh to see what she actually meant by the laughing and listen to Jen Psaki's back and forth with White House correspondent Jackie Heinrich. I wanted to ask about, uh, there was an appearance, your appearance on Pod Save America. There was um, a discussion of Fox's crime coverage. Um, and one line has prompted some criticism um, from people. It was um, soft on crime consequences. What even is that? Um, were you speaking in your personal opinion, or is that at all um, a reflection of the priorities of this administration? Because the criticism is that um, it would reflect that crime is not a priority of this administration. Well, I encourage anyone to listen to the full context of the interview and the conversation. What I was speaking to was a Chiron on Fox News, since you raised it, which suggested this administration is soft on crime with no basis, given we have had many conversations and back and forth with you and your colleagues about the prioritization of the president to uh, ensure that we are working as close partners with leaders, whether it is Mayor Adams, who he's going to spend the day with on Thursday, or others in the country. And the facts speak for themselves. This is what I was talking about in the interview for the full context. Uh, In the American Rescue Plan, there was additional funding to support local cops programs, something that every single Republican voted against. I said in that interview that I know they don't like it when we call that out. I'm going to keep calling that out because that's a fact. Also, President Biden has proposed a significant increase in funding for local cops programs in his budget, more than the prior president. That's a fact. 
So uh, if those facts are uncomfortable, I'm sorry for people who feel they need to be critical, but the president has been a longtime advocate of addressing crime. He's never been for defunding the police. Uh, our Department of Justice has increased funding, has put in place uh, support for strike forces. And the other fact that is never talked about in these Fox packages, maybe in this one, is the fact that gun crime is a major driver of crime across the country also a fact. So those are pieces I think in that moment uh, I was speaking to and again we're about the facts here and uh, addressing crime is something that is a root of the president's agenda. Does anybody think that that is a priority for this president? 1-800-848-9222 1-800-848-9222 and you're listening to the Rita Cosby show. Um, let's go to Paul in Stanford, New York. Go ahead, Paul. Your thoughts about all this. Hello, Rita. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. But you know what? I, I, I find it so unseemly that Jen Psaki thinks there's something funny when she sees a Chiron about soft on crime, you know, DA, soft on crime administration. I think we all know what soft on crime means, and she seems to think it's, it's like a funny phrase. Yes, yeah, she has a funny way of interpreting the English language, but... What I wanted to make a point about was, uh, I think you mentioned uh, compulsory military service. Yes, 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 yes. Um, we were talking okay. about how compulsory military service um, could be something really interesting to just let the American public and young people and people in general to understand the values of this country. Because you think about okay. when people in, in the military, there is such an appreciation of hard work, training, preparation, team and also, of course, uh, of loving the country, thinking of something much bigger than yourself. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Well, okay, that's, and I agree with all of that. So, but this is this is what, what my experience was with this. Um, I recall when I was in the reserves, or it was the National Guard. I was in both the National Guard reserves, and most of the guys in the units were uh, law enforcement, correction officers, police officers. And I mentioned to one of them once that you know we should have compulsory service, and then he gave me a point that I had not thought of. He said his concern was, as a police officer, that if you force uh, military service, in the end, you start coming out with tactically trained and proficient criminals on the street. And as law enforcement, that would make his job a little more difficult. And I can't say how widespread um, that opinion is, but I thought it was a point worth mentioning. Yeah, that's an Uh, interesting point, you know, letting sort of uh, maybe the people who We'll use it for for ne'er do well purposes. Um, that's an. But I think the overall thought of trying to inspire people to give back and care about because you know there is this disconnect with these people who feel like okay it doesn't affect them or they don't have to care about the country or they don't have to care about uh, protecting their fellow citizens or caring about their fellow citizens. I think you know the military um epitomizes that you know epitomizes giving back and the best of all of us you know along with the law enforcement as well with all that but then we just throw one last point in there um as it it stands now the military is an old volunteer force and what you get in there now is you get people with more of a sense of patriotism and a more of a sense of country and i think if you force conscription what's going to happen is you're going to degrade that quality and you're going to get a lot of people like that actress, these self-absorbed, I want to you know, denigrate a generation, but you're going to get a lot of those kind of people in there. And I think that might detract from the force that we currently have. No, that's now, again, a, that's a great wrong. point. That's a great point. On the other hand, you look at like Israel, you know, and that was sort of one of the examples of where they have compulsory 
um, and they are required to have service. And if they can't for some reason do the military, they have to do civilian service. And you think about they're pretty I'd say the Israeli military is pretty good. You know, they're some of the best in the world. The Mossad certainly is. Um, But a lot of people come out of there and they're taught great values and they're taught great ethics. Um, And I think but I think you bring up an interesting point that maybe like, you know, there you'll be some rogue ones and you're preparing them and training them. But hopefully maybe they get influenced by the good and it would outweigh them wanting to do anything nefarious with whatever they learned. You know, hopefully maybe it would turn them around and have them say, gosh, this is the best country in the world. Boy, these people are great. And boy, the military is really awesome, too. Um, we're going to continue with your calls, everybody, talking about the values of America, but also the fact that this administration has really not taken on crime. And we just heard also uh, Jen Psaki talking about how the president's going to be meeting with the New York City Mayor Eric Adams. And he's also meeting with governors from around the country today, but he's meeting with the New York City Mayor later on in the week. And so far, everyone that's been related to this has been guns, guns, guns. I want to hear them talk about thugs, thugs, thugs. What do you think? Are they missing the mark? 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. It was early morning yesterday. I was up before the dawn. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. How much do you think of the Democrats' verbiage and actions like defund the police, especially lots of members of the squad across America? How much do you think they have played a role? Well, I agree with conservative commentator Tony Katz, who says, big time, take a listen. The Biden administration is part and parcel of the problem because the progressive party in America doesn't believe in policing. When they told us defund the police, they didn't get it wrong. They told us what they were thinking. Their problem is they said the quiet part out loud. Well, this is the problem. They don't believe that criminals are criminals. What they've told the citizenry, whether it's in New York or San Francisco or Los Angeles, hey, you're on your own. You figure out how to deal with it. Keep your trunks open in your cars because the criminals are coming and we don't feel like prosecuting them because somehow we think that's an injustice. The Biden administration is guilty in creating and allowing these things to take place because their party has been wanting this for years. And remember... Kamala Harris, the vice president, contributed to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which was bailing out the protesters. What message does that send? Well, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, I remember she kind of took the cake when she made this comment. Remember when all those smash and grab videos were taking place? You'd see them like at all a lot of the big retailers across the country. And she blamed the retailers. Take a listen. Some of the retailers downtown in Michigan Avenue, I will tell you, I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take safety uh, and make it a priority. For example, we still have retailers that won't institute uh, plans like having security officers in their stores, uh, locking up uh, their merchandise at night, chaining high-end bags. These purses seem to be something um, that is attracting a lot of attention on these organized retail uh, theft units. Yeah, go after the retailers because, what, they don't have enough security? And you don't think that that fuels the flames? Real quick, let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Jimmy, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Your thoughts, my friend. 
You know, we just had these uh, funerals, these heart-wrenching funeral services for the uh, murdered police in New York. Yeah, oh, so there's a so... big thing about supporting the police now. But the New York government just said any cop who's not fully vaccinated will be fired by February 11th, I think they said. I saw so that. that. I was outraged, Jimmy. I, I hate that. Don't you? To, to me, to send them from being heroes to zeros, you know, saying, too bad, you've got to vax or get out. I hate this sort of mandatory. I've talked about I'm vaccinated, but I hate these mandates and the fact that our border is wide open and they're allowing illegal immigrants to be put on flights across the country in the dead of night. They're not vetting them. They're not checking them. They're not vaccinating them. They're not putting requirements on them. And our heroes are being told to do that. It is outrageous. Rita Cosby is on. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes, where we recognize great, great veterans, Montana Senator Steve Daines presented Vietnam veteran John Quintrell with a tribute as he entered into the congressional record and also honored the Helena, Montana Resident Service to his country in front of other veterans and also high school students who crafted a personalized knife for the veteran. Quintrell served in Vietnam from 1968 to 69 with the Wolfhounds in the 2nd Battalion, 27th Infantry Regiment, 25th Infantry Division. And he was honored with the Bronze Star with Valor and the Purple Heart, but also said it was so special, especially to see students appreciating his sacrifice and his service. And bravo to Helena Montana and everybody honoring the great, great veterans from all different wars and all different generations. And we are talking about the importance of appreciating America. By the way, we're going to be talking in a few minutes about a big apology that just came in a little bit ago um, from Whoopi Goldberg. Um, speaking of war, uh, many of you know my father was a prisoner of war in World War II. He grew up right outside of the Warsaw Ghetto, tried to help those inside and outside. And my father saw the Holocaust firsthand. My father saw what happened in the horrors of war. And Whoopi Goldberg coming under amazing heat, intense heat tonight for her comments that she made on The View where she basically said that the Holocaust is not about race. And people went, whoa, 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 whoa. The Anti-Defamation League came out and blasted Whoopi Goldberg and said that the Holocaust was indeed about the Nazis' systematic annihilation of the Jewish people, who they deemed to be an inferior race. Whoopi Goldberg has since apologized, but I want to get your reaction to the fact that she said, no, 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 it wasn't about race. Um, You know, she says that it was about man's inhumanity to man, which it certainly was. But they certainly felt that the Jewish people were an inferior race and it was outrageous and despicable and horrible. And I think the world needs to understand exactly what happened in the Holocaust. So it never happens again. We just had International Holocaust Remembrance Day not that long ago. And it's important that people say never again, especially with the rise of anti-Semitism happening around the world. But I want to get your reactions to the fact that Whoopi said it was not about race. And I'm glad that people said you better correct yourself or else. But the fact that this is sort of the comments, oh, 
you know, protecting Joe Biden, commenting about this, the blasting the police, Holocaust not about race. Where does it end? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we are talking about supporting law enforcement, but also making sure that this White House understands that crime is a huge issue. For some reason, they keep on a sort of Sweep it under the carpet, if you will. It's only been recently that they've even talked about even gun control. They were talking about gun control for a while, but they barely have touched on thug control. The people who use the guns, the revolving door. Why are they not throwing the book at these soft on crime DAs, these ones that George Soros funded? Well, this is Ted Williams on Fox News talking about how bad crime is, particularly across the country in many major cities. This is going on all over the country. If you just look out in Chicago, you've got Laura Lightfoot and Kim Fox, the DA out there at each other's throats. You look in New York, you've got a new mayor there, Eric Adams, who is trying to uh, prevent a lot of crimes. And you've got Al Bragg, who is very soft, the Manhattan DA, on crime. You go out to L.A., you've got Eric Garcetti, the mayor out there, and you've got a guy named George Gascon, the uh, prosecutor out of there. And the one common thread with all of these individuals are they are not on the same page. And because they are not on the same page, juvenile crime is running rampant in these uh, major metropolitan cities. And Judge Jeanine Pirro believes that the only reason that President Biden's even starting to trickle out a little bit about crime, I think it should be one of his lead sentences, but the fact that he's kind of putting it at the end of a sentence, if you will, but at least putting it there somewhat, she says it's because, guess what, the midterms are coming up. The crime wave from 2019 to 2021 is 44% up in terms of homicides in major American cities. But Joe Biden ignored all this. Joe Biden ignored the looting, the burning, the rioting. And he ignored the burning of a federal courthouse and police precincts. And now, now he wants to come to New York. He wants to come to New York because he wants to give funding to local cops. Well, why didn't he do that when they were defunding, demoralizing and denigrating cops? Why now? Could it be because this is an election year, a midterm year? And why not increase funding when cops really needed it? You people don't stand up for law and order. We do. Absolutely. And he has not condemned the riots of 2020, nor his vice president. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Frank in Queens. Frank, your thoughts about it all. Janine Pirro is absolutely right. Just look at Twisted Justice at CNN. Oh, Frank, Frank, Frank. Let's go to Marianne in Manhattan. Go ahead, Marianne. Hi, Vida. How are you? Good. What do you think about all this? Um, Okay. Well, I've been waiting on the line, and we uh, actually we got disconnected. Uh, I agree with that gentleman that said uh, about the drug uh, that the Democrats are allowing into the country through the south borders. They are killing 8,300 black communities, our Protestant sisters. Yeah, it's outrageous. We are one country. And the reason why I am calling is because something similar is happening with the Spanish community. The black community should know that they're being killed for a party that they are unknowingly voting to bring things that are killing them. 
The other day, I read about a statistic regarding the uh, the epidemic of the uh, HIV, and the largest percentage of people acquiring the syndrome of the HIV and AIDS is the black community due to the needles they use for the heroin. There's a lot of things that are killing those uh, friends, and we got to do something about it. I agree. By the way, Marianne, I totally agree. You're right. There is so many issues and so many epidemics, and we have to be a united country, and, you know, all the good people need to stand together and you're right, you talk about, you know, dirty needles, you talk about uh, the drugs that are coming across this border. To me, it's reprehensible that that border is so wide open. Uh, and it's sad to me because I hear these stories, too, of the cartels that are out there now bragging that business has, quote, never been better um, with human trafficking and fentanyl and so many of these things that you talked about. And we all good people all need to stand together and say enough. Um, and protect all of our beautiful communities, as you mentioned too, so well. It's so important on so many topics. Um, let's go to let's go to Vic in New Jersey. Go ahead, Vic. You're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Yes, um, I would like to know um, why it is that you know freedom of speech is is you know protects us or tells us we can say what we want as long as we don't incite violence. Right now, why isn't the BLM? not a terrorist organization for what they say. I agree. By the way, I agree. And and I think it's because, clearly, uh, the Democrats are sympathetic to many of their causes. They're afraid to block them down because they're afraid to be called racist, I think. Um, Yet it took two seconds for them to get rid of Trump. And look how long it took for them to even erase one of the uh, leaders of Iran account. Remember, he still got a couple others. But he was saying death to Israel and all that, and they were letting that go for a long time. Um, but it seems that they are afraid, like many U.S. companies, you know, to uh, to not support Black Lives Matter, to not support people like Al Sharpton. And I think that that's part of it. And you, but you had a great point because so much of their rhetoric is so destructive, so incendiary. And I think about some of their comments and some of the things anti-police and just the horrible rhetoric um, and even – you know, the Black Lives Matter guy in New York, remember, going up against Eric Adams. When Eric Adams said, I'm going to bring back the plainclothes police unit, he went, what, 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 what? The city's going to burn. I mean, it was talk about threatening, like it's their way or no way. Um, and unless good people bandy together and say, we're not going to surrender to the mob, you know, um, you know, they have to have some guts. You know, they got to have they got to have some cojones, as I like to say. Let's go to Joe in the Bronx. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, uh, Rita. Well, with regard to rising crime in not just New York, but uh, across the uh, country with big cities, this is the time that you should be advocating for reducing gun control, not introducing more gun control for law-abiding people who are the only people who obey gun control laws. Criminals are still going to be armed. Now, another, another issue that people are refusing to address is the fact that Again, much of the crime, violent crime in cities like New York, again, is is being pro- propelled by racial minorities, blacks and Hispanics. All right, so I'll I'll just give you one example. All right, with regard to shootings in 2021, 94 percent of the shootings in nine, in New York City were attributable to blacks and Hispanics. 94 percent. No, that's blacks typical. Only, that's hold, true. That's hold, typical. Hold on, hold on. Blacks are just 21% of New York City's population. Hispanics are 30. 
So again, you're talking about less, less than 50% of the, well, a little over 50% of the population could be 94% of the shootings in one, in one year. So again, who's driving the crime? That's number one. And number two, reducing gun control laws so that decent law-abiding people have the means to defend themselves against thugs and criminal aggression. That's what you should be addressing. Yeah, and, and you bring up some great points because they seem so obsessed with removing the guns. And just like you said, uh, and you hear what I said, what about the people who are pulling the trigger you know, illegally? And you make a very good distinction between, especially in this climate, there are so many people who are worried about their businesses and worried about their homes. Um, And we've seen an increase of people purchasing guns legally, you know, going through the right process, getting the training, doing all that stuff. But that's a really powerful and important distinction. Joe, thank you. That's great. Let's go to Ron in Ohio. Go ahead, Ron. Your thoughts about all this. Hey, Rita. How you doing? I'm good. Now that I'm talking to you, Ron, what do you think? All right. Good deal. Uh, here's what I got. I hear about all these illegal aliens coming in and getting $15,000 a piece. I say, give it all, give 15,000 to every damn truck driver out there. I got that, Ron. Ron, I love that. By the way, you're right. And then maybe send some to our buddies in uh, Canada. That are that are holding the line up there in Canada too. That's a great point. I love our truckers. They're the heartbeat of America, and I think they absolutely need to be appreciated. That's a great, great. I wish we could. Believe me, I double it. I'd add a zero to it for them. Uh, let's go to Roger in Massachusetts. Roger, your thoughts? Okay, two quick ones. First of all, Jen Psaki uh, with, with the phrase, "What does that even mean?" Talking about um, soft on crime. That that mocks. That's like making a mockery. Number two, she used the phrase a few times, uh, cops programs, cops programs. Well, I sit here the whole time, I say to myself, that's awfully vague. What in the world does that mean? Does it mean the police athletically? Who knows what it means? Now, now Janice Nero's clip that you paid, uh, the, the whole, her, her, that kind of sort of explains maybe a little bit, yeah, because the midterms are coming up. All right. Uh, uh, And that's why, and by the way, Raj, that's exactly why so many people feel that they're finally paying attention to all of this because they feel like, okay, you know, uh, oh, it is rating in the polls. Maybe we should do something, at least try to twist and pivot a little bit and hope they don't remember what we had said before about defund the police and, you know, and uh, let's lower the amount to basically you can, you know, take 900 bucks and you won't get anything. Uh, Real quick, Phil in the Bronx, Phil, your thoughts real fast, my friend. Yeah, hi. If if you want to if you want to stop all this nonsense, you want to finally get rid of the Democrats and get rid of all these violent people. It's very simple. <clears throat> Take about five thousand people with 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 rifles over their shoulders, and you take them down to the DA's office. You march them over to City Hall, and you march them over to the governor's office on Broadway, and you just stand there and you chant out, "This has got to end. Let's end it now." Because because Hochul is 150 percent behind the illegals coming into New York. We what? monitor them. I got I got four friends who follow these buses when they leave when they leave the damn airport and they know where they go. And they're going to Staten Island. They're going to Brooklyn. They're going to all over the place. You're talking 150, 200 people every every day coming in here and into the Bronx. You've got abandoned buildings, which they, they, they've shimmy-shammied up somehow 
to make them temporary shelters. And by the way, Phil, did you hear, too, I remember we had an Uber driver who called in into the show and was like, he has buddies across the country that have basically been picking them up at different airports. They said they can't speak a word. They have some card that says, hey, here, take them here. And he drops them off just like you said at these abandoned buildings across the country. And, you know, when the White House is asked about that, they kind of laugh about that, too. What do you mean secret? Oh, just because we send them in the middle of the night and don't tell you about it? That doesn't mean secret. It's like they think we're stupid. When we come back, some very stupid and I think really insensitive comments from Whoopi Goldberg, who, when she was talking about the Holocaust today, said, oh, it's not about race. The outrage was incredible. We're going to talk about that when we come back. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, you know, it's bad when Joy Behar on The View is making the correction and condemning a fellow co-host. Take a listen. And this came after Whoopi Goldberg made these comments on the show today about the Holocaust. The Holocaust isn't about race. No. No, it's well, not about maybe race. Maybe ethnicity. Yeah, it's, no, it's about a, a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. And then she was grilled, and then she said this. You're missing the point. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, everybody eats each other. Uh, Well, the Anti-Defamation League blasted Whoopi Goldberg, saying the Holocaust was about the Nazis' systemic annihilation of the Jewish people, who they deemed as an inferior race, Whoopi Goldberg. And she issued an apology tonight, saying her sincerest apology. She did not mean to offend anybody. But is this just sort of a classic example of the left trying to spin and weave at a time where it's important to tell history as it is? And to talk about the six million Jews that were murdered and slaughtered and, and gassed Um, it's just abominable that there's trying to be PC about the Holocaust. Give me a break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to John in Bergen County. Go ahead, John. Good evening. Uh, I just wanted to make a quick comment. The view is basically irrelevant. They've lost more viewers during the daytime than any other show, and it's basically the Karen Network. It's where Karens go to get their news. I just want to make a quick comment. I love that, the the Karen Network. You're right. It should be that, the the, the KN, the Karen Network. Exactly. So as far as the guns go, the Democratic policies are clearly behind what's going on because guns have always been in this country and they've always been in this city. What's changed is the leadership. If they were to blame the policies – Obviously, they have to blame themselves. So they blame the guns. And this isn't just New York City. It's every liberal across the country. When they speak about violence, they speak about the guns, the guns. We have to get the guns out. No, what we have to do is get the policies of far left progressives out. I'd love to hear your commentary. Thank you. Now, great, great, great points. And about the gun control, it, it, the whole thing is such a, it's going to be interesting to see, by the way, later on this week, 
um, especially when the president comes to visit New York City and Eric Adams. It's going to be gun, 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 guns. Um, but there's a lot of questions here. Let's go real quick to Lenny in Long Island. Lenny, go ahead. Thank you very much, Rita. Your show is always so timely. It's very impressive how you cover the, the, the news of the day so well. Thank you, Lenny. Thank you. I appreciate it. I have a trivia question for you. Do you know Whoopi Goldberg's real name? No, but I remember that she changed the name to Goldberg, ironically, right? I remember there was a story that she actually changed it to get better, and she thought it was easier to get in the business, right? Isn't that interesting? It wasn't her, though. It was her mother that did it. Um, Her name is Karen Elaine Johnson. Her first name, Whoopi, was named after a Whoopi cushion. Her last name was named after a Jewish name. Well, guess what? You gave me some good information because now i understand why there's a karen in there it should be the karen network and whoopee is good because a whoopee cushion is full of hot air now that sums it all you've been listening to the rita cosby show this is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.